I was missing gravy though. That's, That's what I, I I definitely a homemade. We had gravy. mashed potatoes on Friday, uh, but there was no gravy, and I I, I like gravy because I'll put it on my turkey too. Yeah. So if you, what do you do with the backbone when you spatchcock? Just, Just put it in a roasting pan with like be- with vegetables, and then put it in water and let that heat for a while, and then you got the then you got stock, and then you make gravy out of that. Yeah, I've never really have done it, so yeah. maybe next year. Did I know I said like you just do like, this, but that's like ten steps. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's it's a pain in the ass. I like I feel like I had other stuff going on that day. <laughs> Welcome to Our Film Fathers Podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are the world's most boring humans, Martin and Brady. I don't interest myself in why. I think more often in terms of when, sometimes where, always how much. You know, I could have been in the NSA, but they found out my parents were married. This week, we couldn't shake that feeling that there was more to Robert Redford's history when it comes to covert ops. So we did what anyone else would do and went back and watched two of his earlier movies in Three Days of the Condor and Sneakers. Is it possible we've watched a trilogy? This is my question to you guys. <laughs> what, you think they're, they're all connected in some way? I think... Or he got pigeonholed? I should say, obviously referencing a Spy Game that we yeah. watched. So we watched the, 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 the most recent of the three mm-hmm. uh, already. I I can connect the dots. I think I can draw a line that isn't far from straight. Yeah, I I love this kind of kind of shit. Like I think it is great. Like I think that Robert Redford got these roles and people wrote these movies and made these movies because of Three Days of the Condor. Like they're like they they place that. Well, that would, on, I mean that would make sense. That yeah. was the the first of yeah of these. But I mean I think he, I talked a little bit about this when we were talking about Spy Game. I've thought about a little bit more about it. Is Robert Redford a good actor? <laughs> I like him. I, I really that's like not, him. That's not my question. I know. I know. I that's like why him I, too. That's why I said it. I like. <laughs> I really like him. I don't know how great of an actor he is, but I really enjoy him on the screen. And it was solidified after this. The week. follow-up would be, he's considered a good actor, correct? I, yes. Yeah. Or is he... I don't think he's... Well, is I mean, he just I know a you don't think devil. the awards are the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's... Very charismatic, and I don't know how how great of an actor he is. Like the sneakers has some goofiness to it. Um, he's not bad. Agreed. I, just, <laughs> I don't I, think he's great. I'm not even railing against him. I just yeah. I did a little bit. I think I guess in Spy Game, questioning it, but I hadn't seen either of these movies. By the way, so these were my first time with both, yeah. and I just I'm pretty sure I watched him be the same person in all three <laughs> movies <laughs> yeah even down to the way like he held the gun they're just this... in three days of the condor and in sneakers like he was holding the gun the same way and i'm just like yeah it's, it's his it's mannerisms funny. and and just i don't know I, I i i i like i said i think i could draw a line that's not far from straight t- through all three of these he just keeps uh cha- changing his uh identity right it's he's like martin Bryce, he's martin bishop <laughs> <laughs> he's condor yeah <laughs> I think there's there's a lot of uh, not only the through lines between these three movies, but even some of the even some of the newer stuff that he's done. Like the one movie that I think plays off of Three Days of the Condor is Captain America: Winter Soldier. Well, you're 100 percent right. Like you can feel like it's almost it's almost the same story, right? Except you take Steve Rogers and put him in 
the you know the Robert Redford role. But said it, it. This I, I read this this film inspired the story structure for that movie. Yeah, is that right? Mm-hmm. I gotta watch that one again. It's a good. It's a. I remember it being good, but it's it's been a while. Yeah, and it's all about like the shadow. I, I would like to rewatch it now after actually yeah. seeing this because I I would have never known that obviously. But yeah, if there's any connection at all, and and did you did you pull that organically like just from your thoughts thinking about? I had heard that they they went for some of that, but it, it just it reaffirmed it after I saw this. Mm. The other show that. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched Martin, but I know Brady did. Was Rubicon? No, I never watched it. And it was very similar to like this. Johnny yeah. and I were the only I know, two. I know of it, and I saw preview, <laughs> and it looked like it was something that I would like. Who was the main actor in it? Is it is it the guy from Singles that we that we saw? Is Ooh, it Campbell no. Scott? No, no, I don't think so. James James Badge Dale. Yes, oh, the guy. Okay. James okay. Badge Dale. Is he did, actually kind of looks like the guy I was man. talking about. So that's why I thought it was uh, it was um, Campbell Scott. But yeah. Okay, but very similar to like, hey, they're researchers. You know, they do all CIA. Like, they never or, said what mm, agency they, they were. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't get there. But okay. very much like, hey, we're on the periphery. Like we right. do, we just do like the words, and we find like the patterns mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, um, that's that's right up my alley. Yeah, yeah. And they, AMC shows are always like I usually said, pretty we good. We were the two, I think. <laughs> two out it, of the, maybe the three people. Yeah, that watched it didn't. It. Uh, it didn't. It didn't, didn't have take. a long life. <laughs> um, but I, but we seem to enjoy it. Like, yeah. And so for what it's worth, yeah, you, it's probably worth you probably, you probably would have been with worth us. Highly, yeah. Right. <laughs> so I, I will say I kind of liked these movies. All right. <laughs> that's, that's a ringing endorsement. Cause I knew that the 70, 75, is it? 75, 75, 75 was going to be a hard one. And I didn't really like it the first time I watched this movie because I, I don't know, I was expecting it to be. I think I had heard that it was this great movie. Um, and I, you guys remember when I picked Out of Sight for our, for my, my heist movie. Mm-hmm. Like I love Out of Sight. It's one of my favorite movies. And he references Three Days of the Condor in his, ta- they're talking about movies in the trunk. Uh, sure. It's George Clooney and you guys J-Lo. probably remember. And JLo, yeah. And he sings like, I always, and she says, I always thought it was unbelievable how quickly they got together. So I'm like, I have to watch this movie. I got to do my homework and see what they're talking about and see what they mean and then i just when, when i watched it in high school three days of the condor just seemed old and not good but something about it this time watching it i i loved it i i think i woke up early on like the day before thanksgiving i had nothing to do and i was just watching <laughs> these classic like i used to love doing that watching classic movies like around the holidays and uh and it just it, it felt i don't know it, i really enjoyed it i don't know if you if you felt the same or if it was just not if it was too old for you as well, uh, Jelani. No, I liked it. I, I again, I like this type of movie where it's like you, you're trying to figure out what, who knows what, and who's pulling the strings, and he's trying to, you know, play off of, you know, both Cliff Robertson and, and uh, Max von Sydow, and trying to figure out like who should I trust, who should I not trust. W- another movie that I got a lot of feeling uh, from this movie that I feel like pulled from it is. Uh, the born identity the first yeah. one like it felt very similar to that like you know jason board's coming in he's part of a group but he doesn't know like who to trust he doesn't remember who he is Absolutely. he finds this woman to help him and she's well, like should call. i trust him at all and yeah and then she kind of just starts i watched that with with colin over the over the weekend too i don't know and i didn't even make the connection it was just something i was going through and i'm like you might you might enjoy this. It's PG thirteen. I'm like, and and he did. He, he enjoyed it. And I then I thought about it. And I'm like, yeah, it's absolutely um, in line with this. And like, yeah, I think Three Days of the Condor is very much the the CIA born identity kind of like it's like it's a template. It's a blueprint for yeah. for that type of movie. Uh, down to like 
when they did that phone tracing scene and you know and he strings the phones together. i'm like how many times has that been done and i'm like is this the first is this the, was this the movie that came from and like ever since uh, you've seen it I countless it, i think times. it very well might have been it, very well very well might be yeah. yeah um so i think there's a lot like like all these all those new spy movies that we probably like and uh and and, and have watched probably owe a lot to this Directed by Sidney Pollack. Yeah, so I kind of forgot that. I saw. I, I mean, I caught my eye right out of the gate. It's. I, I saw a note saying one of the seven pictures that Sidney Pollack made with Robert Redford. So, to my two friends who know, especially oh, older movies <laughs> yeah. better than me, I was curious if you guys had uh, had ideas on uh, or, or guesses on on a decent proposal. No. <laughs> I I didn't even know like we talked about it last week. I didn't know Robert Redford made seven movies. He made. I a, didn't know Sidney Pollack made seven movies. Yeah, well, four of them were in the seventies. This one okay. included. So, um, the first one was the property is condemned in nineteen sixty six. Never even heard no, of me it. neither. Uh, the second one I've heard is Jeremiah Johnson. Yeah, okay. Which I'm sure I think most people at least are conscious that mm-hmm. Robert Redford made, mm-hmm. uh, whether you knew Pollock did or not. The way we were. Yep. In 73. That's Streisand, right? Yeah, this one, 75. The Electric Horseman in 79. I've heard of it, I feel. Out like of that. Africa in 85 yeah. with Streep. Mm-hmm. And Havana in 1990, which I was unfamiliar with. No. No? Yeah. yeah. Most, like, four four out of those I haven't even heard of. <laughs> yeah, so. no, I hadn't heard of most of them, believe me. But he's, I, I haven't I mean, seen he's, any of them. I like <laughs> him as, a, as an actor and... I, I thought I did as a director, but there's lots of movies I and and for me that I that I hadn't even seen any of those or whatever. Right. I probably should go back and watch. I bet some of them are good. Um, but yeah, he did the he did the firm well, as well. Yes, um, which, which I saw. Yeah, the firm. It's it's funny. Uh, I saw another note that that this film was referenced ironically in uh, Grisham's uh, book, The Pelican Brief. Oh, okay. Um, they it's listed as the favorite movie of the world's most deadly assassin. It was like an Egyptian-born man who learned English mainly by watching hundreds of films. Mm-hmm. And the assassin notes how it took several viewings to figure out the Condor storyline. And then adds that uh, he once had a chance to kill Redford himself, just as a throwaway line. But that was all. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. So, yeah, yeah nice. you throw that, the firm, and this, there's a, there's a Grisham connection to this. Did you guys recognize Cliff Robertson? No. Okay. I don't think so. I mean, I know the name and I know, but what 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 is what do you know him from? So I know him from the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Okay. He's Uncle Ben. Okay. Oh, that's funny. And then Isn't I that? also, like in this, I viewed him as like the bargain version of Harvey Keitel. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, we couldn't get Harvey Keitel, but uh, how about Cliff Robertson? <laughs> yeah, that'll work. So I saw that there, all but one of the actors in this movie won Oscars. and News to me. Uh Redford for Ordinary People, mm. Dunaway for Network, Cliff Robertson for Charlie? Charlie. Charlie. Was he, did he play Charlie? Uh, I just and know. Chocolate Factory? Flo- no, it's Flowers for Algernon. You know, you know that story, short story? It's uh-uh. the, He takes, they, they do experiments uh, and they give him, he's, he's low IQ and he becomes a genius and then he slowly degrades back down. He does play Charlie. Yeah. Okay. So I, yeah, I've seen um, that. Oh yeah. Unfamiliar, but uh and John Houseman for the paper chase, and then all the awards were for acting except Redford's too. Um, and then the only one who didn't win was Max von Sydow, uh, who was nominated twice but never won. For what Seventh Seal or something? Pell the Conqueror and extremely loud and incredibly close. Oh, 
Yeah, that was when he was. That was much uh, more recent. Yeah, much more recent. Yeah, I read that book. And then, ironically, from this movie, Von Sydow was the only one who won any awards for acting. A, a lower award, mm. like wasn't like an That's Oscar a, at anything. the time. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, it's I, it, mostly pointing out the cast is pretty impeccably good. Yeah. I, and I really, really liked Faye Dunaway again. Like, I don't know. From We watched oh. her in Chinatown recently. I know you got And I, <laughs> I didn't before. I don't know. It's something like I, in Chinatown, I, the first time I watched it, I, I didn't love her performance. And, and in this, maybe it was one of the things, too. When I watched Three Days of the Condor first time, I was like, eh, I don't, I don't really care for her. But I think she's a really good actress. Wow. I thought she was really good I in saw this. nothing to, uh, <laughs> I don't know. to make I, me think Yeah, I, I, I don't know what switched it. It's just uh, something about her... It, she just seemed be- more believable. Maybe it's just because I'm a, as an adult, like I could, I could see. Yeah, you're just like another spy fucker. <laughs> <laughs> it was that kind of stuff, like that. She just kind of self. It, for deg- me, it felt. I don't degrading. know what I was. It cop. It what kind of. I, I don't know why it would like annoy me or anything, but something that I feel like her character's arc was like really picked up steam fast to where she was like. All the way in. I mean, I guess they're implying that she like fell for him. Yeah, but it just—I don't know. It well, just that's what I'm saying. It seemed more believable to me at all. Be like knowing the—I mean, I guess the picture stuff was a little, little, little cheesy. But like, at least they tried to like flesh out why why someone like her would, you know, be excited by this guy that basically abducted her. You right. know. Because it's more fun than going cross country skiing in Vermont. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Everybody would agree with that. With uh, the sky that doesn't really excite you, or whatever. yeah, yeah. The, uh, but yeah, very much so. Born, born identity is it's a lot like uh, what's her name? Run, Lola, run. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Frank Aponte. For, there you go. Yeah, and same thing with her. Like, why she had a chance to leave a, a few times, but she's like, no, I'm going to stick around with this guy. Yeah, I like Jason Bourne. <laughs> it's more exciting. <laughs> I I don't know if I I loved Faye Dunaway's role, but I. I enjoyed it. Like I liked the fact that like she she stuck around, and then you could see as she kind of got into it. Like especially when um, they followed Cliff Robinson to the deli, mm-hmm. and like you know, then it was like taking the sandwich. Like is she gonna eat that for later? <laughs> I know. Like, yeah. I thought I thought she's gonna take a bite out of it, which would have been <laughs> funny. Um, terrible uh, lovemaking scene though. Oh. Uh, it was really <laughs> <Yeah>. bad. Like. <laughs> You know, Sydney Pollack, good director, but I don't know. It's just because it's seventies or something, but it was really, it was not good. Yeah, we were we were laughing at the like the jump cuts and like the yeah. quick jerky. We were like, oh, what good. is this? It was off putting. <laughs> things have been done a touch better as, since that point. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not hard to realize. Yeah, but um, did you guys notice at the end of the towards the end of the movie, the uh, Condor says. What is it with you people? You think not being caught in a lie is the same as telling the truth? That's a good line. Do you me- oh, well, we've heard it before. We have? It's in Michael Clayton as well. Oh. And I feel like there's a chance when we talked about Michael Clayton that that it was... I Well, maybe we didn't talk about it, but I think I remember seeing a line referencing that it was in this other movie that I was hadn't seen. So Is that because really Sidney Pollock's in Michael Clayton? It could be. All right. I forgot <laughs> that he is. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think this is a very, you know, like I, like I said when we talked about November movies, like this is a very foundational movie, I think, to a lot of things that came after it. Um, so, yeah, it's good to... And I think you're onto that. I yeah. mean, I think, you, as you pointed out initially, I think there's, it's not far-fetched to to it's get how... How influential things, it yeah, is. Yeah, and things yeah. would have jumped from this. And every, they're like, oh, we can do that and take it and make it better. Or... Kind of like Die Hard, you know, like... Die Hard became the template for for the one one man action movies. You know, Speed is Die Hard on a bus. That that whole thing, like you could say, like oh, it's like Theaters of the Condor, except 
Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. The, the little change. That's but, the elevator pitch. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's the elevator pitch. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Except better lovemaking scenes. <laughs> it's like three days of the condor, but sexier. <laughs> not hard oh, to so do. you mean not, not sexier? <laughs> they just kiss and it's done. It's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I didn't rape you. Yeah, there was a, I don't know if that was something that was going on in the 70s where that was a common thing because that came up like I twice, just wasn't, I was like half, I think I was like typing and I'm like, wait, what? what like, what? <laughs> is this, what, this what we're th- t- insinuating? We watch Three Days of the Condor and then we move on to Sneakers where Robert Redford's back and being the spy. Jump forward 17 years to part two of the uh, trilogy. (laughs) I like this. I had fun. I thought it was. I like this one a lot. You guys have seen it before? I've seen it and I own it. Yeah. And and I I know you said you hadn't. Um, Yeah. I loved this when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, So there was a lot of nostalgia for me watching this again. And it was one of those movies, too, where I. I think I would have liked it as a kid. Yeah. Like I was, I don't know, what, 11 in 92, or maybe it was 12 when I watched it. Um, it's just so so yeah, definitely a, a lot of nostalgia. I remember everything about it. I just I just thought no one, no one, none of my friends were like, oh, have you seen Sneakers? It was like a movie I thought I discovered, you know. So it always makes you makes you like it more. And then yeah, watching it again, it's it is a little silly at times, yes. and there's definite flaws, and there's definite time. It's just funny seeing seeing little things like you know voice voice uh, recognition like how how cutting edge that probably was in 92 it's like yeah. my voice is my passport stuff right. and now it's all you know it's it's all just done so much better but but the concept of crypt- cryptography i think that was the first time i I'd, I'd heard of it so it was all very fascinating to me as a, as a kid and yeah i mean i think it kind it kind of holds up i mean it's not as bad as the net with Sandra Bullock was you know like that was trying to be like all all future it. yeah it was just that was a terrible movie at the time and i, I think everyone jokes about how You're kidding how poorly it poorly it held up because like you know it it, it was trying to like be ahead of the time on the internet. Um, yeah, <laughs> or like hackers. I used to love hackers too, but I feel like that one probably. I never saw hack- aged. Uh, it's it's up like at first. Is um, that uh, Angelina Jolie? Angelina Jolie, Jolie. Yeah. Johnny Lee Miller, and Johnny Lee Miller. Um, Good pull on the name. Uh, Fisher Stevens. Is that? I think he's. Yeah, yeah, he's well. like the bad guy. Is that the um, the guy that plays Indian in Short Circuit? Yeah, <laughs> or Short Circuit Two? Yeah, <laughs> the white guy that plays an Indian guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes, there are silly parts in this. Uh, one of them is Ben Kingsley's accent. Was just was he trying to do an accent? I don't, I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, it only came out. There's only like two times where I'm like, is he trying to do some kind of? I think the weird problem thing? there is that Ben Kingsley was ben not Kingsley good in this. Ben Kingsley does a different voice in like every movie, so you almost don't know when he isn't isn't trying to do it. He accent. was to say that Ben Kingsley is the weak link in a movie. Yeah, he was yeah. by far the weakest. It's link. It's really and, weird, like that. Yeah, his whole character was it was like they were trying to make him some like something that he wasn't and then somehow Kingsley didn't deliver on that anyway because maybe because there was nothing there, I don't know, but like yeah, you have a pretty big talent and maybe at 92 was he had he already done Gandhi at that point? Oh yeah, point? Gandhi yeah, was Gandhi like 81 80 or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, so you do have a known commodity. Oh yeah. and kind of don't have anything for him. Yeah. I mean, you had you had it's big a great name. cast. I think. Yeah. Well, you have. I mean, Redford, have Sydney, Kingsley, Sydney, Sydney Poitier, Poitier. Yeah. Right. Like these are people who are. So we're we're putting Redford on the pedestal. That's what we're saying. 
Just making sure. I mean, okay. at, at the at the time, I think okay, he sure. sold this movie. Yeah, in River Phoenix, man, River. <laughs> we, so you had uh, three Oscar winners in Redford, Poitier, and Kingsley, and five nominees in Ackroyd, uh, David Strathairn, Straight Hair. <laughs> Boy, straight hair. Straight hair. River Phoenix. I think I nailed it. James Earl Jones and Mary McDonald. And this is definitely my introduction to David. Um, yeah. I think that, and and I love him in this. I didn't look He's up so his uh, his IMDb, but I would bet this was most people's. Yeah, and I think he crushed it and probably moved him along well as a result. And really weird, James Earl Jones. Yeah. Came kind of, at yeah. the end. Didn't really need to be in the movie. And it was a little ridiculous, right? Like, you know, yeah. they're, they're spotting. And he's like, okay, just give me the box. It's like, oh, well, you could have wrote it a little bit better. But t- Talk about a jumping off point. This felt like a direct line to Armageddon. Yeah. Or everyone's getting their wish list of oh, what they yeah. want to ask the government for. That's <laughs> yeah. what I was listening yeah. to. I'm like, this is the this is Armageddon, but on a, a 19, early 90s scale. Wow. And it's, again, like, I, rem- I remember everything about that. Um, but watching it again this time, like... I think Carl, that was a strong move oh, by River Phoenix. Power play. I mean, <laughs> so you can have anything you want. You want just want my number. I mean, <laughs> plus yeah. you know, it's classic. I don't know. You know, she she was what? she was all right. She was just all right. <laughs> but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. The point is that yeah, yeah. It, it works. Oh, the power play worked, and she recognized uh, the yeah. game. Yeah, <laughs> game recognized game. Recognized game. game. <laughs> Well, you said this was kind of a jumping off point. You or you noticed some of the elements that are used in later films, specifically being like the Armageddon wish list. Um, I felt like there were elements that Fight Club pulled from this, Tomorrow Never Dies, Mission Impossible, Live Free or Die Hard. Like For sure. Ozark. Fi- like all Fight Club these- and live, live Free or Die Hard, like the whole concept of um, starting at zero, right? right. Crashing the system, Crashing Project the system. Mayhem, that, that kind yep. of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the whole like... Temperature controlled room, and they have to like move. Yeah, at a sure. Slow pace. Mission Impossible Mission for Impossible. sure. Mission Impossible play. Uh, Tomorrow never dies by like controlling what the media says. Like you have total control over what is being said, what is you know communicated. Like you're the first, you're the only ones that control the information. And then even like Ben Kingsley's role as the money launderer, setting up all the different accounts for the mob and whatever, yeah. and and doing all that stuff. So it was just funny because as you're watching, like. Oh my gosh, like that's in another movie, that's in another movie, that's another movie. You know, you always have the ragtag team that you're pulling together. Yeah, it's definitely a, he- a heist movie with, yeah. a, with a group of characters, right? Right. And then Except the- they call them sneaks. They're like, oh, we pulled off the greatest sneak. And I'm like, does anyone, did anyone ever use that? A. Are they and trying to make, is that fetch? I think they were trying, yeah, I think you're trying to make fetch happen. Like nobody calls each other, like, sneakers isn't a thing. No. It never was a thing. I, and that's why I, so we pulled off the best sneak. I'm like, I don't know. I don't think I ever noticed that. Yeah. It was very, it was very I don't weird disagree too. with you. I think that's, they were, it's pre-fetch. But so again, it, it should have been heisters. <laughs> I have another jumping off point though. Uh, a little, I, I felt there was uh this, this was the beginning of the, I'm getting too old for this shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was going to say the, <laughs> the music. Like pretty much says it like minus the shit part, but he's literally like, I'm but getting too it? old for this. Wasn't Lethal Weapon eighty? Ah, oh, were those? Four? Was it before? But that was no, the first it was one? like eighty eight or eighty nine, I think. But was it the second one when? when I thought he uh, met Glover the first one. Yeah, we might eighty seven. We might have, Weapon. We might okay. have to do the Lethal Weapons, uh, and uh, and figure out when which if that came in the first or the second. Yeah, but I thought the the like the soundtrack of this had something. It either reminded me of Lethal Weapon or just a lot of movies from like the the early 90s like 
something about the saxophone or whatever the, the soundtrack <laughs> of it all sounded very much like other movies I'd, I'd seen of the era. It was almost like there were times when it was kind of silly where maybe it didn't need to be, but it was it was very reminiscent of, of a lot of movies I watched in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. even borrowed uh, the the shotgun scene or the vent scene from from Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah. When he's like walking yes. through the shotgun and yeah. like shooting and then, <laughs> Stop. then stops. <laughs> There was uh it was fun like that there was enough I liked it for sure. I thought it was better than 3 Days of the Condor. I just felt like it it held my attention kind of throughout. It was suspenseful throughout. It was figuring out, I mean, you know, how how they were working this all out. You know, uh Mary McDonald, they had her involved as she was, you know, very I don't know. They really explained how or why. Other, I kind of just assumed that like she dated Bishop at some yeah. point. Yes, but like she was pretty hip to the whole like spy scene. I mean, yeah. she was lifting wallets, and uh, I mean, I'm like, wow, okay. So like, she was she in their group and not? And I, I don't know that part, but yeah, she was gonna leave, and then all of a sudden she's way into it <laughs> and totally calm when she when he starts pulling her into the. You know, uh, when they when he pulled her into the the, the Playtronics or whatever place, I'm like, I, I would be freaking out. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. I, I caught you. Um, but yeah, she didn't really seem to mind. Um, the two scenes that I really love are the when they figure out what the black box does. You know, and they start going through like, do you, you want to crash some planes or yeah. do this or, or black out the Eastern Seaboard? Like, I I just remember that vividly and and still think that that held up well. And we said there isn't a government on the planet that wouldn't wouldn't kill for kill us all for that box. Yeah. Um, and then. I forget what the other one was, so we'll come back to it. But, <laughs> but like there were just, oh, thing to do. <laughs> just a, a, a bunch of them. Like I think I, I think there was a lot of like a, a lot to like a lot of scenes that like were were very original that you know that I hadn't seen before. Yeah, I feel like like you said, this one has a big nostalgia play because you know when we grew up and, and when it came out and just you know watching them like spy, spy on uh, Donald Logue. When yeah, he's in his office. I know. I, I was like, is that Donald Logue? <laughs> really, right? really thin with long hair. Yeah, and they're like looking in the the video camera that yeah. I posted up, and then um, they're like, oh, he can't watch like River Phoenix. Like, no, this isn't for you. And then like Cindy <laughs> goes over there, and um, Robert Redford goes over, and then also like them going through and and like mapping out the location. Like once they figure out where the building's at. And they had like the directional mic. He's yeah, like, oh, that's that was a great too. Or that's a Th- that's you know, the other stairwell. the other scene that I love is the one where where they he starts to figure out um you know, that they went over a bridge and he tries he's like what did yeah. you hear you know like yeah. I, I just love that yeah the cocktail party <laughs> love that that whole thing and again it's David straight there and being great and um and just the concept of you know he's he has such good hearing. Uh, and that's just uses his blindness as a as a as a strength, right? You know, well, it amplifies his hearing. And yet, uh, I, I was, for better or worse, he crushed one scene in a movie, and uh, Stephen Tobolowski, <laughs> Ned, oh, Ned Ryerson, <laughs> yeah. <that's just laughs> when when how many years after this was uh um Groundhog. was Groundhog Day? It's probably only a few, right? I, I mean, that's what I see I him. Feel like uh, it's ninety four, ninety six, right? Um, yeah, this was ninety two. Groundhog Day? sneakers is yeah. ninety two. Groundhog Day is, but he's a he's that guy. You know, yeah. he's one of those ninety three. 
93. Oh, just one year later. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, I, I, I knew it was coming. I didn't remember it, but just when he goes, like, we have breakfast the with breakfast? me. I'm like, he's going to say something about, <laughs> see what I'm he's like, do you want me to call you or not? You're like, oh, buddy, no, terrible line, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, I did not see that coming. And I was like, whoa. And that's the giveaway, right? Like, wait, a computer matched these two? No way. <laughs> Which, that was an interesting way to connect it and make it work through it all. But uh, the movie we just did uh, a couple weeks ago, did you see the Touch of Evil yes. reference? Yes. Did you guys notice <laughs> that? See? But did you classic. catch the People detail there in, in that scene? It was the one where they were they, they were, were talking, planting the evidence. Yeah, they were talking about it. there was nothing in the box. In the I just box looked yet. in the box. There was nothing there. Yeah, a little uh, a little foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I didn't, even, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I was I was going to ask about. Ah, never mind. I lost it again. I don't know. My mind's not not there. <laughs> who is um, who is this version <laughs> of Martin? So I, I think it was fun and interesting just to see like Marty's plan like once he got his whole thing going the the, the whole time he wanted to yeah, shift the power balance right by hacking certain bank accounts or things like that and then they kind of still played that forward you know even at the end where they're like oh you know the republican national con uh the rnc like lost all their funding yeah. and now like all these different charitable organizations had like record donations from anonymous sources um, again, like that whole, you know, fight club, like balance out the power, take yep. everybody back down to zero or just take, you know, Robin Hood, steal from the rich, give to the poor. Um, but yeah. So what did you think of mother's conspiracies? That's what I was going to say. Like, they seem very tame now, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, right. you know, he was all saying, spouting off all this crazy shit. And now people like believe much, much weirder yeah. stuff and like much more vehemently. So. Yeah. The whole, like, JFK's not dead. Like, the NSA shot him. And he's like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, Mother's, uh, Mother definitely would have ventured into Q at some point. But <laughs> right. he's at, the, at the time Q, was, uh, well, yeah, to, to Martin's point, was was uh, t- tame on the uh, on the scale. Yeah. I remember I was going to ask. So the, the whole concept of fake bank robbers in the beginning, like, didn't we see that in another movie? Was that in Italian Job or something? Or who 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 was the other group that like? So in the Italian Job, she's the safe cracker. Yeah, but and she's doing it for for the police. For the police, yeah. Right. So yeah. that so that wait, kind what, of reminded me. So they're they're breaking into banks to test to, the security, to test the security yeah. system. So I'm like, where have we seen this before? Where you're not you? It opens up and they're you know they're in the middle of a heist, and it was it's an Italian job where she's cracking the safe, and then you're like, oh, she got in there, and then she hands Turns it off to the people, and that's, that's her business is cracking into safes yeah. for other people to make sure that security is okay. Yeah. So yeah, another movie that's uh, pulled from this. And then when she's like, it's a living, and he's like, not a very good yeah, one. Right. He looks at the check. <laughs> How much, that check had to be not too shabby, I would think, right? That would I would think you would take a, a good amount of money for that. You would think it would have cost, or it would have paid well in, enough in the that six it, figures. it wouldn't have been considered by anyone to be like yeah. not a very good living. That's right. That's what I would think. It's not. That's not a four thousand dollar check. Plus, where they're staying in San Francisco, like that's the other thing I laughed at was like her two story apartment in San Francisco was like. What does she do? Because she's got to be. Oh, this is a while ago, though. This might have been pre, uh, 
pre-San Francisco boom? Pre-boom, yeah. Pre-tech boom. When, uh... <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it was in the Tenderloin. Who knows? <laughs> Playtronics was out there. The tech <laughs> right. boom was starting. It's a private road. Private property. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like it took them like, way too long to figure out that that's probably where it was. It's a massive It's like, oh, there's nothing there. there. It's just private property. <gasps> that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little bit like, wait, what? Uh, but I don't know at all, and and definitely a part that I didn't uh, I didn't compute when I was a kid. When when he says to the you know through the microphone when they're doing the whole thing, and he's like, "Just say what I say," and he's like, "And give him head whenever he wants." <laughs> I had no idea what head was when I was ten. <laughs> and I'm like, "What did they say?" Redford comes so close. <laughs> and give him help. Help him. Help when him that. whenever he needs it. <laughs> I I laughed out loud. Was, I would have done a spit take if I was drinking something. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. So she goes, they're just giggling about it in the van. Right. And and he's trying to like make it not confusing, not like he's listening to somebody just spit in his ear. Yeah. He's like, I know it sounds confusing that you don't know, that I know, that you know, that I don't know. And, but don't let her know and don't let him know. Yeah. Well, you know. You know? <laughs> uh, did you guys see the uh, in the very beginning? The, the beginning prank, the, the facade of that building was the famous uh, Hill Valley Clock Tower. Oh, was it? Yeah. That's awesome. I missed that one. Saved the clock tower. You think about it, too. It's like, obviously, especially back then, there were so many scenes and such yeah, and being, sound stages. sets being used repeatedly for things. So it's like, oh, yeah, just use this, use the facade really quick and uh, and move on. And then did you get the, the call back to In the Heat of the Night? I... I, I wasn't sure, but when when he said it so forcefully and of Sydney Sydney Poitier, then yeah, yeah I, I was I was I Which knew one? it was from something. When he calls him midnight, when mm. he's got him like up I've, on never, the I've never seen him. He's like YouTube that. midnight. Get, you I, know, get I, out I, I saw that, but I just figured that was just being racist. Yeah, and but, then he would took a, he seemed to be take offense to it, which made sense. But uh, <laughs> yeah, then it was. I, I guess it all. I feel like not knowing it's still all checked out for me. Yeah, I mean. That's pretty much the. But what was of, the reference? Sorry, was his name Midnight or something? Or that's what they called him in the heat of the night. Okay, when he goes to become a cop in like Alabama or Mississippi, Some, somewhere, yeah. Like in the gotcha. It's very, very racially tinged. Okay, <laughs> so, but yeah, like I said, this was after I got done watching it. I was like, that was fun. Like, there's not a ton to it, and I don't expect to learn millions of things from it. But like you can see. We did find some similarities to movies that were, you know, that we enjoy and that have come after it. But it was just a fun movie. It was just yeah. like, hey, watch this. Had a good time, and you know, that's what I remember the most about it, and and love it, and probably why I have it down in my basement bin. Yeah, it's like exactly. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good bargain bin. It's uh, it's hard. It's probably hard for me to like recommend it to everybody. But if if you're a movie fan, this is definitely one of those that I would say like it's a it's a underrated you know kind of hidden hidden gem kind of a thing where you if you hadn't seen it you might enjoy it i feel like it's just a pretty turner to bishop to robert muir are <laughs> it's just like a standard this is him he just walked this line through his life and uh it all makes sense. Yeah, get he by was, get by on your looks Sundance. He was reading books for a, in, the, in the beginning of his tenure. The uh, with the CIA, yeah. he ended up in a hacking situation for a while, and then eventually he's uh, retiring, and he's the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me this doesn't make sense. <laughs> but yeah, I think the Robert Redford spy trifecta is a 
is a really solid three movies to watch. Yeah. You know, by any by any means. As always, thanks for listening as well as a blind man. Please follow us on Insta, Twitter, and Facebook, and feel free to hack the Republican Party and have them donate twenty five thousand to the Black Panthers. Thanks, and go to bed. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.